Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Okay, anyway, 
<laughs> you know, ain't nothing changed but the date on the calendar. All right, so let's get to it, y'all. This is a sports show. What are we talking about tonight? I know there's basketball going on. We will talk a little college football, but it's NFL. It's football. It's the divisional playoffs. It's the coaching carousel. It's Antonio Brown. It's whatever you want to talk about. So I'm here. Let's talk about it, okay? But we will go ahead. We'll kick off the show. Oh, let me let me go ahead and say this. Um, well, I'll just set it up. Make sure you stay tuned. You know, we have our weekly picks each and every week for, for the ladies. We have our, our NFL picks. And, uh, you know, sometimes... Things just don't go as you planned. I'm, that's just how I'm going to put it. But your girl is still, you know, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. But as I said, we're talking football, more football and football. Wednesday was Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment, the awesome force, and we'll be returning back. So, again, a jam-packed show to kick off 2019. So let's go ahead and get into it. Shout out to everybody listening in on Facebook, though. Karen Smith, ain't see, I see you. Ain't Lucinda in the house. Y'all get ready for Lucinda's lyrics. I'm sure she's got a lot for us to, to, to listen to tonight. Two weeks off and just an amazing um, what week seventeen? I ain't even gonna talk about that because that's so so last year. And <laughs> well, we had wild card weekend this past weekend. Miss Laverne, I see you in the house. Uh, let's see, Natasha says I'm in the house. It's eight a.m. in the morning in Vietnam, but I had to check out my girl. Shout out to you, Natasha. The the, the lady is in Vietnam, Vietnamese. Well, all right then, girl. Just make it home back to the states, states safely. Say that three times fast. <laughs> All right, y'all, so let's go ahead and get into it. Wild Card Weekend, and that, that has to be wild, why they name it that, because it was a wild, wild card weekend, Saturday games. Let's go ahead and kick it off. The Colts and the Texans. I believe, don't quote me, but I'm going to quote myself. I believe that um, that when we had the conversation, you know, I was asking about who did the ladies think would be, you know, the team to get in or to slide in to be that sleeper team for for the playoffs. And I believe all the ladies said the Tennessee Titans. I, however, did say the Indianapolis Colts. So if I said that, then why didn't I go with them on wild card weekend? Well, because I was hoping that Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt, Jadavion Clowney, um, Mercellus, I, I felt that all of them would um, – take advantage of the opportunity that they had this year that they didn't have last year when Deshaun Watson went down. Well, that's what I get for thinking. Study long, study wrong, because the Colts went into Houston and took care of business. Yes, they did. Colton's, Colts 21, Texas 7. And I believe the Texans scored in the fourth quarter. Andrew Luck, 19 of 32, 222 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Mack ran like a Mack truck, 24 rushes, 148 yards for a touchdown. T-Y, what is it, T-Y, Hilton. Hilton is his name, and football is his game, okay? He had five receptions, 85 yards, but when they needed the yards the most, T.Y. Hilton came in in the clutch. Um, for, for Houston, Deshaun Watson, 29-49, he was 50%, 235 yards, a touchdown, an interception. He did rush for eight. Um, he had eight rushes for 76 yards, but the man was running for his life. He really was, which he has been running for his life all season. 
Heading into Wild Card Weekend, he was the highest sacked quarterback this season with 62. The Colts got him for another three. Uh, I don't know if that's all he ended up, but I know he had like 65, 66 by the end of the of the game. Uh, Kute, their receiver, 11 receptions, 110 yards uh, for one touchdown, but. I don't know what it is. I, they definitely have to beef up that offensive line for Deshaun Watson. You know, I feel like the Texans treat Watson like the Eagles treat Wentz. Because he can, they expect him to. But you will get your quarterback killed each and every time. We already, like I said, Deshaun Watson went out last season. Thankfully, he was able to stay healthy this season. But Carson Wentz went down last season, went down this season. And just because the, the quarterback should have the mobile quarterback, just because he can take off from the pocket and run, doesn't mean that you just need to run him into the ground. He will not last like that, and you will not be productive like that, um, especially when you have a talent like um, De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins um, in, in, your, uh, you know, in your arsenal. So, again, just uh, hate to see the Texans go out like that again, with that premier defense that they have. But J.J. Watt seemed to be immobile. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, he went down a couple times. So I don't know what it is with the Texans, but it just, it's just like that curl that just can't curl right. You know, they, they get to a certain, you know, to a certain level and then just seem to fizzle out. But we'll see. I'm definitely not giving up hope for them because with Deshaun Watson, you know, we do know that anything is possible. But it's not possible for them this year. The Colts, they move on to the divisional round. And then Saturday night, the Seahawks, they fell to the Cowboys. Oh, am I going to hear from the Cowboys fans tonight? Where are you? Where are you, Phillip? Where are you, Ron? Where are you, Staggerly? I know you're somewhere just, you know, getting ready to, you know, you got your Super Bowl outfit ready. Slow down. Slow down. Pump the brakes. Okay, you finally won another playoff game. This is your third since 1996. I don't know too many, you know, people who call themselves champions, who call themselves America's team, who are that just anemic. But, hey, you're there. You're a lot further than my team, so that's all I'm going to say. But the Cowboys, they did defeat the Seahawks 24-22. to uh, Wilson was 18 of 27, 233 yards, a touchdown. Penny ran for um, 29 yards on four rushes. Lockett, he was the saving grace for um, Russell Wilson. I'm telling you, big game Lockett, that's what you can call him because he always seems to be able to show up and show up for Wilson in the uh, crunch times. 120 yards, and he had four receptions. But for Dallas, Prescott, 22 of 33, 226 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Elliott ran 137 yards on 26 rushes, had a touchdown. They're a different team. Uh, say what you want to, but the offense, they are a well-oiled machine, it appears, with Amari Cooper in their lineup. And that defense, I have to tip my hat to the Dallas defense. They are hitting. They are spectacular. Um, definitely have to give a shout-out to Alan Hearns. Let's make sure that we keep that brother in our prayers. He went down in the first quarter after suffering a gruesome ankle injury, um, broke his um, left fibula, I believe it was, and, uh, like I said, went down in the first quarter. As much junk, as much, you know, head as I may talk about the Cowboys, about any team, Seahawks, uh, you know, Rams, any team that, that I'm going against or that I dislike, you never want to see a player taken off in a stretcher. No football fan wants to see that. And so to see Alan Hearns go out um, on the stretcher like that with the broken fibula, 
you know, he has had surgery. He has hit um, to uh, social media saying that he will be ready for the 2019 season. So let's just keep that brother in our prayers and, and pray that 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 becomes a reality for him, okay? Uh, but as I, as I said, for Dallas, this is only their third playoff win since 1996, the first since the 2015 wild card. So, I, like I said, I tip my hat to you, Dallas, but uh, the buck stops here, okay? This, get it all in in these next couple of days because this this tomfoolery will end sooner than later. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to your girl, TJ, tonight. And let me shout out everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. You know I see you out there, and I want you to know that I see you. So who all have I seen? Who all has joined me here? Miss Laverne, I see you. She says she is in the house. David in the house. David Kahn, Ari in the house. Hey, Lou Misty, join her down. How you feeling, my 49er sister? I hope that you are recovering well from your surgery. It's been a minute. Yes, it is. But you're tuned in tonight. Aunt Karen says, what did you think about the Bears game? I think they had the wrong kicker up there. They should have, uh, they should have won that game. I don't believe it was the wrong kicker, Aunt Karen. That's called the Philly defense. You got you, you get your hand on the ball, anything can happen. And it still could have went in, but it did dink doink <laughs> on that upright. Drika in the house. I see you, everybody. Ain't Lou. Uh, TJ, you're a beast. Hey, it takes one to know one, ain't Lou. <laughs> a root. What's going on, David? David Kahn in the house. Yes, happy new year to each and every one of you tuning in tonight. We are recapping wild card weekend from this past weekend. So shout out to each and every one of you for tuning in. Hit me up. I want to hear your thoughts. If you want to talk to me on the phone lines, call me, 347-826-7924. Press number one so I can bring you right on in. All right. So that that wrapped up uh, the Saturday games. Um, pretty much the only one was the blowout, uh, Houston and uh, the Colts, 21-7. Corey Falk in the house, I see you. Like I said, I'm going to try to shout out each and every one of you as you come in. That way you know that I see you and you see me and we see each other. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and move to the Sunday games because these were the ones we were waiting on. Well, no, I ain't gonna, I'm, I'm not even going to say that. This whole, I think this whole playoff series for 2019, it is anybody's game. I, don't, I do not think there are any more clear-cut paths to the Super Bowl any longer. Anybody that is remaining in these playoffs, they have an opportunity. They have a shot. And that's probably why I'm hating on the Cowboys as much as I am because, Lord knows, I do not want them. Please. I can't. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. To have the, the – Cowboys back in the Super Bowl in Atlanta? Where I, oh, no, no. For the football guys, they can't do that to me. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and move to the Sunday games, though. The Chargers and the Ravens, I've said it before and I will say it again, it is hard to beat a team twice in one season. The Chargers have proven that once again. The Chargers, they did defeat the Ravens 23-17. Lamar Jackson looked like a deer in headlights that first um, that first half of the game. But he did settle down. Uh, he did um, – he put up a valiant effort. For this to say that this was his first playoffs, youngest quarterback in the playoffs um, for this go-around. So, you know, it's all he's, – he's learning as he goes, okay? And he is the main – one of the
of the key components why they did make it to the playoffs. So I'm not going to berate him uh, too much for his performance in his first game because he did make a valiant effort in that fourth quarter. But for Chargers, um, for the Chargers, um, Rivers, 22 of 32, 160 yards. Gordon, 17 rushes, 40 yards, a touchdown. Allen had four receptions for 37 yards. But this was a total team effort for the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers now advance to the AFC Divisional game for the first time since 2013. And for Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, he was 14 of 29, 194 yards. He did have two touchdowns. He also rushed for 54 yards on nine rushes. Dixon only had three receptions for 53 yards. Now the talk, I'm not sure how I feel about this, and I can't wait to bring the ladies in. Everybody, don't go anywhere because you do know that the awesome foursome will be joining the show here shortly. But um, Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, he did uh, talk at the presser, at the press conference, saying that it was discussed that they might bring in uh, Joe Flacco at some point in the game. I believe it was after halftime, but said that it was discussed. It was discussed with Joe. It was discussed with the whole um, coaching staff. And he said that everyone was on board not to bring him in. My question is, why was it a discussion to bring him in in the first place? A lot of people have different views on this, and I'd want to hear your views. Please hit me up either on the timeline, hit me up on the phone lines, 347-826-7924. Matter of fact, no, I think I'm going to wait, and I'm going to uh, save my thoughts for when when I do bring the ladies in. But I, I want to hear your thoughts. You know, Do you think it was justified that they even discussed bringing in Joe Flacco um, to maybe resurrect the offense? Maybe they thought it would bring a spark uh, to the offense. But how you could think that that would be um, a positive impact, I understand. It's win or go home. I understand that. One and you're done. Uh, there is no best of seven series. There is no coming back next week. But again, this is the man that you've turned to. You turn your back that quickly? We'll talk about it when the ladies come on the show. All right. And then rounding out the Sunday games, the Eagles, they defeated the Bears 16-15. to This game, I'm telling you, there are some teams you just cannot breathe life into them. It appears to be that the Philadelphia Eagles are one of those teams. Nick Foles, 25 of 40, 266 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Sproles, 13 rushes, only 21 yards. Jeffrey, uh, six receptions for 82 yards. For Nick Foles, he has won four straight playoff starts. For the Chicago Bears, Trubisky, he did not win the game for them, but he did not lose the game for them either. 26 of 43, 303 yards, a touchdown. Howard rushing um, 35 yards on 10 rushes. Robinson the second had 143 yards off of 10 receptions and a touchdown. That game was played the best, I think, that the game could have been played. Like I said, Mitchell Trubisky, for his first outing in the playoffs, did an awesome job. As I said, he didn't um, win the game for them, but he didn't lose the game for him either. The kicker, I'm saying, defense, we say all the time, defense wins championships. Shout out to you, Kahari Cross. I see you, my Chi-Town brother in the house, and my my old um, stomping ground, my old Partner in crime, Tiffany Parks Merritt in the house, tuning in to the show. My old co-host was TJ and Tiff. What's going on, Tiff? I see you in the house. Happy New Year, everybody. But, yes, getting back to the NFL recap, uh, we're talking about the Sunday game, Eagles versus the Bears. 
the Bears defense, um, Khalil Mack, we were all, I know I was, anticipating that matchup between Mack and Peters. Uh, Peters, the offensive lineman, that man that protects the blind side of Nick Foles, and did he protect it to the best of his capability? I don't believe I don't believe Khalil Mack, if he did get a hand on him, it was some fingertips. <laughs> okay, because Khalil Mack, I believe, was um, nullified and uh, he, he he was pretty much nullified in that game. Um, was Nick Foles pressured? Oh, yes, I'm definitely going to say that. But what's going on, Kahari? J.K. Anthony in the house. Thank you so much for tuning in. But uh, it, it, Khalil Mack, he, he was nullified in that game. Again, with the game on the line, the uh, Eagles coach called the timeout to ice the kicker. It worked. You know that's why you that's why you try to keep those timeouts in your pocket. You know the offense. Everybody wonders, well, you got three timeouts. Why don't you use them? Well, that's why. <laughs> okay, um, because you always want to have the opportunity to try to do something to 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 put your to to implement um, something um, in a game. But it did work. Icing the kicker. He came back out. Uh, it was a good snap, but the the Eagles um, lineman got his hand up, and again the the kick it hit the upright on the left. It kicked the middle um, part of the of the of the post, and doink doink. Those are the words in Chicago that are ringing in the Bears fans' ears at um, you know at this time. But a great game though. It, you couldn't you couldn't ask for anything more. Uh, it's easy to say that I know when your team is not in the playoffs. But as a football fan, we always say it when it comes to this this time of the year, you just want to see some good games. You want to see good competition. You don't want the games to come down to the referees making a a false call or or inappropriate call or the wrong call um as as we've we've seen in previous uh previous playoffs but the the referees have had no seemingly no impacts um in these games oh of course you know they're going to have a couple missed calls here a lot of face mask calls i will say though um at least one in each game that um that i can recall but again they are human um and and we can't expect perfection from them but these face mask calls they've got to get a better uh, they've got to get a better look um, when there are face mask calls against the quarterbacks. You know, like you said, when you're rushing, when you got your got hands up, you know, up in the faces of, of the players throughout the game, that's that's kind of hard to call. But when you have a face mask call against the quarterback, come on now, what what is that back judge back there doing? You know, is he drinking a latte, you know, digging in his nose? I don't know, but I'm going to need you to get it together back there. Okay, referees, let's, let's get it together. But again, none of the games have come down to bad calls, no calls, wrong calls, and that I am very happy about. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight, and we will be bringing in the awesome foursome here shortly. So of course, after week seventeen, uh, we all know Black Monday is the the Monday after the season is over. You always anticipate um, those teams who did not play up to their potential. Um, that we will be seeing some some firings in in the coaching uh, ranks. Well, they did not waste any time on Black Monday this year. We had eight. Count them: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight vacancies in the coaching carousel this year. Arizona Cardinals. This one was a surprise. That was a one and done. New York Jets. They fired Todd Bowles. Tampa Bay Bucks. They fired Coach Dirk Cutter. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And we talked about this, the, the ladies and I. I threw out some names for coaches that if they, you know, once the season ended, did they think that 
these coaches could be on the hot seat, and these are a lot of the names that were brought up to the ladies. Uh, but the Miami Dolphins, they fired Coach Adam Gase. Denver Broncos, they fired Coach Jan uh, Van Joseph. And we already know that the Browns and the Packers fired their coaches um, in um, during the season, Hugh Jackson and Mike McCarthy. So any surprises there? Um, we all know that the coaching carousel there it is about full if not all the way full yet i saw something come across uh, my phone here that uh, adam gase i believe he is now the coach for the jets i think i can't look at my phone right now but um i'll, I'll go to um i definitely look that up um during the next commercial break but again the arizona cardinals one and done a lot of people say you know if you already know that it's not going to work or it's not working, why waste any time? I know we did it. The 49ers did it with Chip Kelly. That was uh, definitely an accident waiting to happen. Don't know why they decided to hire him in the first place, but I'm, I'm glad we didn't uh, experiment or I'm glad we didn't prolong that experiment any longer than need be. But, again, Steve Wilkes, this was his first year. It appeared that the players really enjoyed playing for him. Patrick Peterson came out saying that, um, you know, that was their guy. Uh, also Larry Fitzgerald you know, speaking very highly of the coach, there's not too much a coach can do within one year because he's coming into someone else's system, um, someone else's team. You know, he has not had an opportunity to put his stamp on that team. But, again, if you have a meeting and you see that your vision, you know, uh, as as management, your vision is not in, in, um, in alignment with what that coach is seeing or maybe the turnaround, the turnaround time is a little bit too long. You know, you're saying maybe it's going to be three years and they're looking more like one year. One thing I do believe that is hurting the league are the Sean McVeighs of the world and the um, – Matt uh, Nagy's of the world and, you know, those those young, uh, innovative coaches that are coming in and they are, you know, putting their stamp on their teams and, and turning it around, you know, within a season. Everybody does not have that, that same roster. Um, they're not uh, equipped with the same level of talent that some of these other uh, more productive younger coaches um, are able to produce with. Not, not to say that it can't happen, but you know, you always have to work with what you have, but sometimes, you know, these GMs do not give the coaches enough to work with. So it's easy to put the blame on the coaches, but what about these GMs? Because, you know, we always say you can only cook with the ingredients that you have in your kitchen. If you're not responsible for buying the ingredients, buying the groceries, how really how culpable are you um, in what goes out, what product goes out on that field? So we'll have to see. Um, with this with this new uh, regime that's coming in, um, a lot of people talking about the lack of diversity that is now um, in the head coaching ranks of the NFL. I believe at the start of the 2018 season we had five, uh, maybe six African American coaches. Uh, we're now down to two: Mike Tomlin with the Pittsburgh Steelers and um, uh, what was his name. Um, Ah, I'm thinking of Van Joseph, but that's not it, um, the coach for the L.A. Chargers. Um, so there are only two remaining African-American coaches in the league um, at the moment. So, um, you know, my, my thing with that is should we have an opportunity? Yes, of course, because the league is over 70%, 70% African-American. But to put a black person or a black man um, in those positions just to say that you're you're fulfilling the quota, 
don't give us don't give us any handouts, okay? We are definitely more than capable, more than qualified. But um, do, I, you know, I know we have the Rooney Rule in place for a reason. But I'm starting to believe that the Rooney Rule is now a joke. Um, when you see the likes of the hiring of the GM in um, in in Oakland right now, you know they already picked their boy with with um, John Gruden. You know now uh, Mike Mayock is their GM, hand picked by um, I just said it uh, John Gruden. So now you know we had Marvin Lewis, who was the the coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. He brought in Hugh Jackson to be his understudy, so to speak, because we all know Hugh Jackson really didn't have a job. He wasn't the offensive coordinator. He wasn't defense coordinator. wasn't even the quarterback's coach or anything like that. He was an assistant to the coach. So, you know, a lot of a lot of talk is, you know, did they bring in um, – did, did Marvin bring in Hugh to maybe be his successor, to be his replacement? Well, I don't necessarily think that Hugh just deserves the job just because Marvin Lewis gave him the, the green light. Uh, Hugh Jackson was uh, was a, a coach um, with the Cleveland Browns. Now on one side, he was not given much to work with. The one year that they did give him uh, remotely what, what resembled a roster, they let him go. Was it because of the decisions that he made? It could be. So if decision-making um, has to play a part in it, was he wrong for not starting Baker Mayfield at the beginning of the season? At the beginning, I felt like he was right to give Tyrod Taylor the, the, the nod to start the season. Tyrod Taylor is a proven quarterback in this league. You don't just hand the reins to somebody because they're the, the number one overall pick. If he's not ready, if he you know, hasn't picked up the system, you know, that is the job of the coach to make those decisions. Now, did Tyrod Taylor produce? Well, they tied the, you know, they tied the, the Steelers. Um, they almost tied the, the, the Saints you know, in the first, what, three or four weeks of the season. But they did, you know, they, they did have basically a losing season when Baker Mayfield came on the scene. But, again, do we know that Baker Mayfield would have won those first four games? We don't know. So there's a lot that goes into to being a coach in this league. And, you know, like I said, decision-making has a lot to do with it. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll never know, but I, I just don't know if Hugh Jackson needs to go right back into coaching um, with the Cincinnati Bengals. One thing I do know, you can't change dysfunctionality, okay? And the Bengals, they don't seem to be the most functional team in the, in, in the NFL. So you might just be adding one more layer of dysfunction to another layer of dysfunction. So we'll have to see what, what transpires in, um, in, in Cincinnati. But like I said, uh, I don't want to see black coaches in – in in I don't want to see um, yeah I don't want to see black head coaches just to be fulfilling the uh, the quota so to speak I want to make sure that we have the right coaches in the right system at the right um, organization so are we more than capable hell yeah okay it doesn't take a rocket science to to know that but um, you know just don't do it just to give us a carrot or to give us a bone. Come on now. It's 2019. We weren't born yesterday. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight. All right, so I tell you what, on that note, we're going to go ahead, jump into a quick break because, one, I'm tired of talking by myself. I'm excited. I'm glad to be back. I hope you're happy that I'm back and I'm ready to bring in my ladies, my awesome foursome. So we're going to go ahead, jump into a quick break, and then on the outside of this, we'll talk about Wild Card Weekend, wrap that up, news and notes. Like I said, we've, we've had a lot of the coaching carousel um, has been filled, so we will go over that. 
Um, and I definitely want to pose the question to you. Um, matter of fact, let's pose it to you um, before we go to, to break. Antonio Brown. We all know how the Steelers' season ended with Antonio Brown on the sidelines, not suited up. He wasn't even in Steelers' um, gear. So, like, even if the Steelers wanted to put him in, they couldn't because he was in jeans, a T-shirt, and a mink coat. Brother looked good, though. I got to give it to him. I can't take nothing from him. (laughs) But real talk. The man is standing on the sidelines um, in civilian clothes, um, said to have left the game at halftime. Why? Not because he was injured, not because of anything that um, should have prevented him from being on the field. No, he was not on the field because he skipped practices and he did not, a team, uh, he did not attend team meetings nor walkthroughs. Antonio Brown, really? Are you that much bigger than the team? Are you that more important than the team? I understand that the Steelers were going through a lot this year with the controversy with Le'Veon Bell. Um, It does appear that there was friction between Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. It it appears that, you know, um, Coach Mike Tomlin doesn't have maybe as tight of a reign as he should over that team. But at the end of the day, if your brothers are out there on the field, it's win you have to win in order to get in. Of course, you need other people to, to to help you out as well, but you have to win as well. And you decide it's more important to you than to, um, you know, be there for your teammates. Thank you, Janelle. Anthony Lynn, yes, that is the coach for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, but you, you, you find it more important um, – I guess take out your frustrations on how the how the season is going and don't show up for your teammates. A lot of people are throwing around some names. A lot of people are saying that he should be uh, traded, that the Steelers should trade him. I want to know your thoughts. Should the Steelers try to make it work with Antonio Brown because we do know that he is a top-notch talent, um, or is it time to part ways with number 86? We'll talk about it and that much more after the break. This is your girl. I'm back. Guess who's back? TJ LL Sports 2.
people say you're humpy. You're really funny looking. That's alright, cause I get things clicking. You're fair, you're glare, you constantly try to compare me. But you can't get near me. I'm giving more C and on the floor B, all the girls they adore me. Oh yes, ladies, I'm really being sincere, cause in the 69 my humpy nose will tickle your rear. My nose is big. Uh-uh, I'm not ashamed, big like a pickle. I'm still getting paid. I get laid by the ladies, you know I'm in charge. Both how I'm living and my nose is large. I get stupid. I shoot an arrow like Cupid. I use a word that don't mean nothing, like lucid. I sang on do what you like, and if you missed it, I'm the one who said just grab them in the biscuit. Also told you that I like to bite. Well, yeah, I guess it's obvious I also like to write. All you had to do was give Humpty a chance, and now I'm going to do my dance. Secret ladies love sports too with TJ. Yes, they do. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight. And why would I tell you I got some of the most stupidest friends in the world? They're just plain stupid. Not only do they root for the uh, Dallas Cowboys, but I asked Jacqueline. You know, I just put out the I put out the back call. <laughs> I follow a for I'm a cowboy, cow, cowgirl, cow, whatever you want to call them. They're in the Super Bowl, whatever. I mean, no, Lord, no, I didn't speak that. They're in the playoffs, uh, whatever you want to call it. But Stagger Lee is now joining us in the house. And I asked Stagger Lee, he said, how about them cowboys? I said, how happy are you? This fool says, happier than Dwight Howard in a room full of RuPaul's. Who is D. White? Is, is that fun? You trying to be fun? D. White. <laughs> Boy, you stupid. All right, and on that note, we're going to go ahead and bring in, because I know you've been waiting on it. I've been waiting on them for two weeks now. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you, ladies. I shouldn't have left you, but we're back. We're back in the house. 
house, the awesome foursome, Harry, Janelle, and Lou, talk to me. Woo! Hello, hello. Good afternoon. Good evening. Hey, lady. It's good to be back. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Ladies, ladies, it's been a long time. It's been two weeks. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. And, uh, you know, it's a wild card weekend. Well, let's see. Let me open up the floor. What what do y'all want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the coaching carousel? Do you want to talk about wild card weekend? What what do y'all want to talk about? Whatever y'all want to talk about, I'm open. You're open. Okay. Well, let's go ahead. We're, let's let's go ahead and get the coaching carousel out the way first here. So, as I said, we had eight um, coaching uh, vacancies uh, as of uh, Black Monday, and now it looks like we have um, we filled the majority of them. So the Buccaneers they are now signing Bruce Arians, former coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He's been signed to a four-year deal with a fifth-year option. Um, the Arizona uh, Cardinals gave up a seventh-round pick, and they and the Tampa Bay Bucks sent a sixth-round pick to Arizona. And Bruce Arians has brought on Todd Bowles. Former, uh, they have um, hired Texas Tech head coach um, Cliff Kingsbury to a four-year deal with a fifth-year option. Um, the Packers. They hired former Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Matt LaFleur as their head coach. The Broncos, they hired former Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Um, his is a four-year deal with a fifth-year option. Fangio has 32 years of coaching experience with 19 of those as a defensive coordinator. For the Cleveland Browns, this one kind of surprised me. They promoted uh, within, and they named their offensive coordinator Freddie Kitchens as the new head coach, we know that their defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, um, was their interim coach, and it looks like Greg Williams is saying bye-bye to Cleveland. He will not remain and be a part of Kitchen's staff. And let's see, there was another one that came across that I said I was going to look for during the The break. Jets. The Jets. The Jets. Uh, the Jets. Is that right? Yes. The uh, Jets hired Adam Chase. Adam Gates, sorry. Okay. Yeah, and we know that uh, earlier. Um, I think he was the – wasn't he the head coach for um, the Dolphins at one point? Yes, last year. Just this past year. Okay. So, so yeah, so the Jets have now hired uh, Adam Gates, and so that means it looks like Mike McCarthy will not be returning to uh, the NFL coaching race anytime soon because he put it out there. He made it known that the only job that he was looking to – uh, even be remotely interested in was the head coaching job of the Jets. So he didn't want to be considered for any other uh, head coaching position. So um, I guess, ladies, thoughts, just, I guess, um, were you surprised of any of the firing? And uh, give me your thoughts on the lack of diversity um, with the head coaching ranks with only two uh, black coaches remaining. Uh, let's see. Terry, we're going to have Terry go first. I was, I'm not surprised as far as the, um, the uh, coaches being let go. Um, but 
I am surprised as far as, you know, just having two African-American coaches. It's just, um, to me, as you were saying earlier, um, we are more than capable of running, um, coaching a, a team. But then, you know, for just to be two, just two African-American coaches and the majority, a minority is um, of a different race. So I don't know. That just doesn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. Sit right with me. Um, but okay. I, All right. I, I don't know. Your thoughts? Ain't low, ain't low, ain't low, ain't low. Uh, I agree with Terry, and I just wanted to add that um, we we if they don't think we can coach, I mean the the people that keep the team afloat is is the black black players. No offense, but I just just got to call it what it is. Yeah, we have the white quarterback, but if you threw the ball and no one caught it and ran and and thought, you know, uh, how how did you ever win a game? So um, I just think that that's just some some stuff that's going on because this world is getting crazy by the second, and they're just trying to get rid of these black coaches. But it's all good because you, if, if that's the case, get rid of all the black players and see how many teams that y'all have that can do anything. Talk to me, America. Okay. All right, now. So uh, it's just it's just, uh, it's just one of those things. People are just you know, it's just 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 it's, the reasoning is it does is not logical and it doesn't make sense and you know and we know the underlying factor and I'm just gonna leave it at that. All right. Well, then on that on that note, Janelle, talk to me. Um, I was not at all shocked um, about because we discussed it about all the different um, openings that were going to happen. Now I, I take that back. There was one thing I wasn't really shocked. I was just a little mystified as to why the Packers would hire Matt Lafleur. But okay, whatever. If that's what you want to do, as far as the color thing goes. My thing is this, I don't, um, I, I'm not stunned by that either. Um, I don't necessarily believe that it, it's it's a race thing. I think that for the fit um, and the skill set at the time, people believe that whatever coach they've hired will, you know, will do, just do. Um, I can remember when we didn't have any. Uh, black head coaches in the league So I'm appreciative of the fact that we still have The two that we have um, Hopefully in the future Obviously that'll change But I, I mean I don't really see uh, In the world that we live in today With the president that we have Nothing shocks me anymore Diversity for me is is not um, It's not something that, that I expect because because of the world We live in and the type of people That are in these key positions so no, I'm not. I'm not stunned by that at all. I'm just, like I said, appreciative of the fact that we still have the two that we have. But apparently, you know, yes, we all know that we have the ability to do the job. I mean, we've proven it time and time again. But the thing is, apparently, for the the openings that that were available, there were no um, coaches of color that could fit the bill at the time. So I don't know. Right. And you know, just to piggyback on on Janelle, um, I, I brought up the I brought up the conversation because you know, of course, it, it has been one that's been in the news, and you know, there is a glaring with with the it is you know it's just obvious 
But um, at this at this time, I don't really think it's a racial issue as well, um, Janelle. I think more so previously, and that's why I said don't just put us in these positions just to fill the quota. So when I and I, what I mean by that is he will, you know, putting him in that position um, for Arizona, maybe with um, Todd Bowles, with hiring him initially with the Jets, you know, had those had those had those, um, I guess, um, it, it didn't seem to be a good fit. It really didn't. I mean, Todd Bowles, he came in, he won 10 games his first year with the Jets, but then after that, you know, they they had a, a, a revolving door with, with the quarterback ever since then. So, um, and then Van Joseph, the Denver Broncos. So it's like sometimes I feel like both positions at that time were filled to try to fill a quota. And then now, because you see it's not working out, well, it's not working out because they weren't a good fit. Uh, you know, did you not listen to what their, what maybe their, their long-term plans and goals were? Um, did, you, did you know at that time that it wouldn't be a good fit, that, that you weren't going to be going in the same direction, and you just said, oh, well, we'll deal with that bridge when we, when we come to it? Um, because let's be real. At two, three years, that's not enough time to, to to really let a coach put his stamp on a team. You don't know what possibly could, could transpire. Now, 16 seasons, Marvin Lewis should have been gone. So, you know, on one hand, we can't say we're not getting the opportunities, and then on the other hand, we give ample opportunities. See what I'm saying? So a lot of times, um, well, not a lot of times, in this instance, I don't necessarily think that it is race. I just think that maybe prior two or three seasons ago or years ago, um, you know, they were trying to to maybe keep this conversation from arising. And then now we see the repercussions of that. Um, all I ask for is that the best and the most qualified man gets the job, regardless of color. That's just my thought. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight. Peter Johnson in the house. I see you. What's going on, Mimi, Andrew? Thank you so much for tuning in. And Sagley, Sagley, what are you drinking over there? Because you are just messing up names left and right. We are not trading for no Antonio Bryant. You're talking about Antonio Brown. <laughs> and we don't want him. <laughs> we don't need those headaches. We have a young roster, and we need we, we need uh, uh, chemistry, okay? We don't need uh, corruption. All right, ladies. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about some wild card weekend. Did y'all catch the games over the weekend? Please tell me you did. I did, I did. Any uh, surprises that that you ladies? Three. Uh, I had well, three. Well, I know you had one. No, I had three. <laughs> okay. Well, you had three losses. But were you surprised? Yeah, three. They were. I was surprised. That's really? why I said I had three surprises. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I wasn't surprised if they lost. I was just picking them, you know, to win. <laughs> but I wasn't surprised. So I'm I'm mad at myself that I didn't pick the Colts, though. As well as the Colts have been playing, I just really thought the Texans would, would have a better showing. I really did. I was, too. I was, too, Tina. I was, I was mad at myself because I did not choose the coach, because they yeah. have been playing so well, but then I just just thought the Titans going to pull it off. 
Texans. Mm-hmm. The Texans gonna yeah. pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just for the fact of them being there last. Well, no, they didn't make it. Did they make it last year? Uh, no, they did not make it last year because they lost to John Watson. So you know, just to to know how how good their season was going last year, and then here they here they have the opportunity to right the wrong, you know, right the ship, and they just laid an egg. I mean, just a big old mm-hmm. egg. Mm-hmm. Pointing with that. But um, well, I, I was trying to put it off as long as I could. But St. Lou, what what happened to you to your Seahawks? They just lost, baby. And nothing happened. They lost. Okay. So you're giving the Cowboys the credit for winning? I'm giving I'm giving the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been playing. And I mean, if y'all, y'all don't want to give them their credit, but they've been playing defense uh, in the last, like, five to six games tighter than tight. That's what yeah. wins games as well as uh, Super Bowls and everything. And the Cowboys yeah. have been, been upsetting a lot of people. So, you know, and you know, I was hoping that we could pull past that, and they and they studied enough to know that they need to be aware that these cowboys watch their defense. But of course, they did not. So, and we lost. Yeah, it was a good game. That's for sure. It was a great was game, good. but I, you know, like yeah. you said, we was you just didn't know who was going to win going back and forth like that. But it was just like they, they, the defense. They played better defense than we did. I really believe that. Yeah. And yeah. that, and the you know, like I said, in the young, I, I just figure I, I'm I'm attributing the the wisdom of the older quarterback to you know to these young ones, but you know that don't always win either. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's, yeah. it's a combination of things. But like I say, they their defense has just been deadly, and uh, it it, it worked in this last game against us. Right. Shout out to Kay Jackson on the, on uh, Facebook Live. What's going on, girl? Missed you last week. So, anybody surprised about the, uh, not necessarily that they lost, but just how Baltimore looked against the Chargers at home on Sunday? I wasn't surprised. Now, I will say that I wasn't surprised because I chose the the Chargers, if you remember correctly. What Mm -hmm. I was irritated by was the, what I was irritated by, was the fact that they were even considering Flacco. It's like, okay, for what? That's not going to change anything. Um, the the Chargers, uh, which I said, I know, you know, at this point all of them have things to prove, but the Chargers was on one. They they were they were ready to sit everybody down. They didn't care who was coming out there. They was trying to win that game. And that's the right. thing. Is with any game, with, with any game, it doesn't matter who it is that's playing. It's the person who has the most fire, the person who wants it the most. Now, I would just like to say, uh, Miss Lucinda, that I did warn you that your Seahawks will be sitting at home with the rest of us watching the game. I knew it was coming. Just so you know, I'm sorry. I apologize, but she has been for weeks has been riding my nose in the mud, and the cowgirls went out there and took their skirts off and put their big boy pants on and stumped them sea chickens right in the dirt. I sure appreciate it because I needed Miss Lucinda to get a reality check. Thank you so very much. Now, who I am stunned by is the fact that the Bears lost. I am very upset by that. I don't know what on earth was going on with them. It's the Eagles. I'm telling you, the Eagles well, are a totally different team with Nick Foles. And, you know, a lot of people, I, I think this is the thing that, that um, I don't understand why people are questioning it. 
we got to realize, at the beginning of the season, everybody's saying, well, you know, Nick Foles wasn't the same, the Eagles didn't look the same. Nick Foles had the pressure of Carson Wentz coming back on his shoulder. That, that's a lot to play with. You know that you're the Super Bowl MVP. You know that you've taken this team to the Super Bowl, but you also know that you're not the franchise quarterback. So you know at any moment, once this man is fully healthy, you're about to go back on the bench. That's a lot of pressure to play under. I don't care what anybody says. So now Carson Wentz goes out again. That pressure is released. Now you're coming in to do the job that you're, that, you, that you're there for, that you know you're more than capable of doing, and the team, is a, they play a totally different game when Nick Foles is behind center. Is it right or is it wrong? That's up to the coaching staff more out of Wentz when he's behind center. And I think he just has kind of like a one-track mind with um, Ertz as his target when he's, um, when he's behind center as well. But I don't think that, you know, the routes are ran as well when, when um, Wentz is behind there. I don't necessarily think that the O-line protects as long when, when Wentz is behind center because they know what he's capable of. That goes to, you know, probably the detriment of Wentz because he is such a, um, you know, an uh, exciting and, you know, dynamic quarterback. But the, the Eagles are a totally different team. They're a Super Bowl team when they play with um, Nick Foles. Wouldn't it be something to see to see them actually go to the Super Bowl again? It would. It would just for the simple fact of having to deal with that quarterback controversy. But I ain't going right. to lie. I, don't want to say. I definitely don't want to. Of course not, Tina. Yeah. Uh, of I'm course you don't. Yeah, I'm about to hide it. Just, I ain't gonna tell you who I want in there, but I ain't gonna. We we'll talk about it when the Super Bowl comes. But oh, but let me ask. Let me ask this, ladies. Would you rather not make the playoffs, or would you rather go out in the first first round? <laughs> no, I just would rather not make the playoffs. You're not getting ready to send me home first round out. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Is it? Janelle, not is that at for all. me? Not is just going in the first round and losing. Oh no, I'm sorry. I, I didn't I didn't specify that. Uh Janelle and Terry, would you rather not make the playoffs or would you rather go out in the first round? <laughs> no, you heard I'd me. I that. I'd rather not make the playoffs at all. Let me just sit at home. Well you made the yeah, Super Bowl and you lost that Super Bowl. You made it and you Ma'am. lost it. No, we're not going back. The whole time. 2019, Tina, we're not going back. Tina, you ain't even never got there, so just be quiet. I was there in 2012. I lost, but I was there. I didn't lose. I didn't have no point leading loss, but I was there. I lost, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay. All right. You done been to the Super Bowl and too, you know. Don't get brand new. But Well, I'm just telling you, I'm glad that at least we made it. None of your teams made it. (laughs) Okay. Question. We made it to lose. That's yeah. all right. At least we made it. That's right. Terry, did you answer the question? Or we have to give Terry opportunity to answer. No, I said um, I'd rather just just leave me at home. Just no. leave me at home. I don't want to make it and then you know go to the first round and just have to sit it down. <laughs> well, you got you, you got to remember all the other teams made it, and some everybody gonna sit down except the two the two teams, and then one of those teams gonna be defeated. So let me go. I'd right. rather go. I'd rather That's go. Right. At least that it. lets me know. At least that lets me know that I'm a better team than the rest of those boogers that are at home and didn't even make it. All right now. We some boogers, y'all. 
Shout out to Sagan Lee. Sagan was talking about updating your resume. Dallas made it 23 years ago and won. 23 years ago, Sagan Lee. That's 23 years, okay? Everybody's been to the Super Bowl since in 23. I'm just kidding. I know they haven't, but, you know, I'm trying to make a point. Don't tell them. Don't, don't put that. You've only won three playoff games in the last, since 1996. So, one week at a time. And they one in, week at a time. And they in there, girl. They in there. And, I, and they yeah. go on to the second round. They might not yeah. make it past the second round, but they did make it to the Super Bowl. So I ain't mad no, with they, they made it to the divisional game. Well, well, I'm saying no, no. What I'm saying, they made it to the playoffs. They okay. ought to be in the divisional. Let's see what happens after that. Right, right. Well, no, I'm, I, but I am answering, I'm answering a direct statement here from from my for my uh, cowboy fan here, Sagan Lee. He said Dallas made it 23 years ago and won. Well, a lot has happened since in 23 years, Sagan, and it ain't been the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. So, I don't, I don't think that's a stat that I, I wouldn't want to tell anybody. Yeah, heck, I think I won 24 years ago, but at least I was there in 2012. I've been there in this millennium. Hello, Talking about next year, baby. I'm talking about next year. Well, Go first. Okay. My, Thank you, Miss um, Tears. 
you're welcome. My um views on Antonio Brown. I don't know why he would wait until you know not show up for practice and miss the last game, which is an important game. Do you mm-hmm. think that you just you know, got the big head? And I don't think – I mean, I don't think that it'd be the coach could consider as keeping him on the team. I think he should be let go. And my reason for saying that, because he's going to bring chaos, negativity to the locker room. There's a lack of trust there now. Not just for, the, for his players. The lack of trust is also with the coach. So I don't, I don't think that he should – you know, they won't let him go. Just let him go because that was just, you know, that was just uncalled for. You know, mm-hmm. you got your the last game is on the line. So there's to me, right. there's no trust there. Okay, so let me ask you this, Terry. So do you believe the damage is too far undone? Like they they wouldn't be able, they won't be able to mend this. So, um, but the the best thing for that locker room is now to move move Antonio. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. All right. Uh, 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to TJ and the awesome portion tonight. Shout out to Mr. Laverne. Shout out to Gary in the house. I see he says what I missed. But, well, we did the recap of um, Wild Card Weekend. We are uh, we talked about, you know, the lack of diversity um, in the coaching carousel. <laughs> You know, um, now only have two remaining um, coaches in the NFL now, who is over, which is over seventy percent black. And right now, we are talking about the Antonio Brown situation in um, Pittsburgh. Is it time for the Steelers to move on from AB? And Zachary posed the question. He says, "Who is more selfish, Antonio Brown or T.O.?" I say Antonio Brown all day long because T.O. never took a game off. Suited. Every that boy played on a broken leg. So uh, my answer is Antonio Brown all day long. Um, since you've already gone, Terry, do you have a uh, who would your response be? Who is more selfish, Antonio Brown or Tito? Antonio Brown. Yeah, exactly. All right, Lou. Okay. <clears throat> Antonio Brown should be set down and driven out of town. He's not reliable. He's unpliable. He's not to be trusted because he's been busted. That's all I got to say. Okay. Janelle? <clears throat> I um, I told you before that I think it's time for him to go. My thing is, <laughs> um, yes, individually, um, each of these players, uh, play for themselves, for recognition, for whatever. But as a group, all you ever hear them talk about is I play for my team, my boys. I got their backs. And I find that not only was it arrogant, but it was disrespectful for him. And you know I've always had a problem with, number one, if you um, are not going to play, um, you should still be suited. But to leave the game? Come on now, that that shows a lack of respect not only for your teammates and your coach, but for yourself. Because who in their right mind would expect someone to want to have your back when you can't even show that you're there to root for your team, even though you're not playing? I, I have no respect for people like that. 
to answer right. the question <clears throat> about um, the T.O. thing, T.O. was not selfish, but he wasn't selfish. That boy got out and played. Every time he hit the field, he gave you 100% of everything he had. He never pulled stumps like that. He, he had a different he had a different kind of problem. Let's be real. He did have a problem, but his his selfishness was definitely not one of it. Because a person who's selfish does not get out and suit up regardless to whether they're injured, regardless to whether they're feeling well or not. They don't get up and play the way that he played when you're selfish. He had a problem. I I I, I cannot deny that, but selfishness was not one of them. Well, now, I, to a certain degree, I'm going to have to disagree with you um, just slightly with T.O. because he was selfish in the fact that it was all about him. Like, you know, anytime time, you know, like new receivers would come in, and I know this was with the 49ers, he wasn't like a mentor. He didn't do the players what Jerry Rice did to him. You know, it was all about him, himself, and what he could do. You know, he was never... Uh, <clears throat> yes. Everybody can't. Everybody can't be a teacher. Everybody can't be a leader. Somebody has to be a follower. Everybody can't have that mindset that it's more than about just them. Some people get into that game specifically for their own accolades, their own, you know, um, achievements. They could care less about a team or about anything else. But the thing is, as many things as he did, he never did things like Antonio Brown does. And yeah, that's I just feel like form of being selfish, though. I, you know, anytime you're just only looking out for yourself and it's all about you, that's a form of being selfish. And, and I mean, either way you slice it, you know, yeah, you can be all about yourself, but it, like we always say, this isn't a one-man show. This is a, you have all 53. And when you're on that, on that um, field at one time, you got to have all 11. You know, all 11 work together in, in, in cohesion. So, you know, as much as he always catching that ball, he had to have somebody throwing him the ball, Jeff Garcia. I mean, uh, to the Pro Bowl, Jeff Garcia was going to the Pro Bowl with him. So, I mean, it, it, it wasn't to the level, to the degree as Antonio Brown, but T.O. had some self, he has some self bones in his body now. Just <laughs> 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 he told you <laughs> now what is you laughing for, Lou? Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. This is the number to call to talk to your girls today and the awesome before summer tonight. Let's see, Rob Smith says, can AB go play with any team he wants to? Oh, that's a good question. I say no. Oh, that's a good question, ladies. Here is uh, Rob Smith. He asked the question. He says, can AB? No. <clears throat> or every team is not going to want her. No, I don't think so. Not with that attitude. Mm-hmm. Right. Not to mm-hmm. mention the fact that he's just, he, he's just not, um, his skill set's not a good fit with every team. So, no, I don't think he can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I say no, <laughs> but I don't think A.B. thinks that. I think A.B. That's true. That I'll agree with that. Yeah, I think thinks that he can go to anything, he can pick and choose anything that he wants to. But I'm not going to lie to you. I would be very hesitant to bring a, a player like that into my locker room. You would have to have, a one, a quarterback that is established and that knows how to handle um, that type of personality. Otherwise, he's going to spread the team. He's just going to spread the team to, to, to people. Yeah. Zachary says it's going to cost too much money. 
uh, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers going to have to keep his, his guaranteed money. He's making nineteen million off a of guarantee from the Steelers. I don't think that anyone's going to pick that up. So uh, the Steelers will be in the hole for that. But I do believe that there are teams out there that will break the bank for Antonio Brown. I do believe that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just going to be a very interesting um, off season. I can tell you that. And the reports are coming out now that the Steelers are looking to stop him before the official, uh, like, NFL, um, not called the NFL offseason, but uh, like the trade, the trade season begins, and that's in February. So the first move can take take, uh, take effect in February. So they're saying that the Steelers are looking to move him around that time. I don't know. I think it's just sad, but um, when you hear – when you hear the likes of, like, you know, the Ryan Clarks in the news, um, you know, Ryan Clark, he's a former former teammate of Antonio Brown, and he was with the Steelers prior to the Steelers giving him his first big check. And um, uh, uh, Ryan Clark was talking on first take, and he was saying how, you know, he was speaking to his coaches um, at the time when they were beginning to negotiate the contract for Antonio Brown. And he said that he told them at the time, once you give him his money, he's going to be a problem. And how right was he? So, <clears throat> just that. When you see a, a person with all that talent, and, um, you know, just not mature enough to handle it. I think that's what it is at the end of the day. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to your girl, TJ, tonight. And this is the awesome foursome. All right, ladies. So, oh, good news. Well, we found out um, Sarah Thomas, she will become the first woman to officiate an NFL playoff game this weekend. She's going to officiate the game between the Chargers and the Patriots. So, shout out to Sarah Thomas. And we do know the draft positions um, for the 2019 draft. So, the Cardinals, they will be have the number one overall pick. Um, my 49ers come in second. The Jets are third. Raiders fourth. Uh, the Bucks will be picking fifth. The Giants will be picking sixth. Jaguars seventh. Who thought that? Um, the Lions eighth. The Bills ninth. And the Broncos round out the top ten. Um, the Falcons, they're going to be picking 14th. Uh, the Browns, check this, they move from first to 17th. <laughs> And then um, the Seahawks, oh. they're going to have the 21st pick. So. <laughs> we. Excuse me. Sag- we have the. What? TJ, did you see what Sagger Lee said? Uh, what did he say? Last night, San Francisco won a Super Bowl. Stephen A. Smith had a hairline and a durag. <laughs> well, oh, that that's is- so trifling. And then that one so he had the same hairline, and he only changed the do-rag to a different color. Okay, because that's the last time that the Cowboys even remotely sniffed a Super Bowl. Don't come for me, Chicago. Don't come for me. That's why, you know, it is it's reasons it's like that that I do not want you to see. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. All right, ladies, so on, so on that note, I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and jump into a quick break. And then on the outside of this, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her kids back past. Yes, it will be time for loose and lyrics. So y'all make sure. Go get your, 
your refill, your coffee, your soda, your tea, whatever it is, your pleasure. But make sure that you come back. I'm going to give you a time. Four minutes, 28 seconds, because there will be time for loosen the lyrics when we return. This is your girl, TJ, and the awesome foursome, LL Sports 2.
Yes, yes, yes. One of the baddest, if not the baddest, female band of our, uh, definitely, well, my generation of our time, the Emotion. Woo! Oh, the ladies can sing. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to your girl, TJ, tonight. And the awesome foursome and the clock on the wall tells you what time it is. It is time, it is time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, it is time for the one, the only, Miss Lucinda and Lucinda's lyrics. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us? Happy New Year, LL Sports 2 on Block Talk Radio. I welcome everyone back to the show. Well, the wild card week is completed. The teams with the best records were defeated. My Seahawks went down in flames to Cowboys. Despite Wilson and team's efforts, Elliott and Dallas made the most noise. The Texans were embarrassed by the Colts. With luck, two touchdowns giving them the joke. The struggling Eagles beat the Bears by one, with Nick Foles getting the job done. Only the Chargers stood strong over the Ravens at home. As I grow and reflect on the past year, I realize that any given Sunday is not a smear. Any team can win in the playoffs. That is clear. We have eight teams left to compete. The question is, who will meet at the end for the Super Bowl win? Will it be the Chiefs, Rams, Chargers, or Saints? Whatever team that wins will win it with no restraints. And off that is a bang. You did that, Halo. Go ahead now. <laughs> I might have lost my team. I didn't make it. They might didn't make it, but they ain't going to shake me. I gotta That's stay right. Strong. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I commend you for that. Good job, A. Lou. Good job. Now, now, who who did you say that might might end up in um in Atlanta though? Uh, Chiefs or Rams? Chargers, Frank. Thanks. Okay, so you ain't giving the Cowboys a chance. No, Cowboys gonna get beat. They might beat us, but they gonna get beat. Okay, good. <laughs> Let's be on the same with that. Them cowgirls ain't going nowhere. You hear that, Shagger? And like I told Shagger during the break, I don't care win or lose. I want to see your face in the place on this timeline come next Wednesday. All right? Shagger, I don't want to have to put out an ACB on you. But for some reason, I knew I'd hear from him tonight. (laughs) All right, Shagger. Yeah, I'm telling you. and It's like the female fans... Well, no, I ain't gonna say that. It's two female fans that I respect that are Cowboy fans, and that's Vanessa and my cousin Tamara, because they are, you know, mm-hmm. they're really, really fans. They seem to have sense. But uh, male Cowboy fans, oh lord, you might well put them in a straight jacket. <laughs> put them in a straight jacket. All right, ladies. So, oh, I wanted to, I wanted to bring this. Um, not really. A that, but I had compiled this, what is it, um, these teams. Let me just go over it. So before the season, there was a list, and it was of the five teams that, um, let me go ahead and just get to it here. All right. So the five teams that could return to the playoffs 
from, you know, last year, and then the five teams that could drop out of the playoffs from last year. So that, I just thought this was kind of a um, good thing to compare to see how it actually shook out. So the five teams that they were saying that could return to the playoffs this year, the Texans, okay, so the Texans did make it. No, they didn't make it. They were 2017, they were 4-12. and 12. Okay, so the Texans, they said, the Green Bay Packers, the more Ravens, and the San Francisco 49ers. So oh my what is three out of those five, they did return. I just thought that was amazing there. Because in 2017, the Texans had a 4-12 record, 7-9 for Green Bay, 9-7, uh, 9-7 for the Chargers and Ravens, and then we were 6-10. So out of their predictions, those were the five. Now the five that they said could drop out of the playoffs, the Carolina Panthers, the Tennessee Titans, the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Atlanta Falcons. So they were four the out Chiefs of five. The only one. Right. Yeah, the Chiefs was the only one. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was a very um, interesting tidbit of, mm-hmm. of information there. How they got it wrong and got it right. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into it. We done put it off for too long. We're not going to do our picks, but let's go ahead and talk about wild, I mean, um, divisional playoff weekend. What game are you ladies most looking forward to? Janelle, we're going to start with you. The, ch- <clears throat> the Chiefs and the Colts. Ooh, okay. Okay. Any any score or just? You just think it's going to be the best, the better game out of the four? Um, I don't know that it's going to be the better game. That, to be honest with you, um, I think that that Eagles Saints game should be really good. The Chargers and Patriots should be really good as well. But I'm looking to see how well Patrick Mahomes holds up. Um, in this situation, this is going to be his first opportunity in a divisional round. So I just want to see how, you know, how well he holds up and how well his team rallies around him. I, I mm. suspect that he's going to do that. He's going to do fairly well, but I, I just think that game, especially with the way that the Colts are playing right now, I think that the game right. is going to be really good. Okay. All right, Terry. Which game are you looking most forward to? I'm looking forward to the um, the Colts and the Chiefs as well because I just want to see how um, Malone, uh, Mahomes, how he's going to uh, hold up. I think he's going to do well, but I think it's, it's going to be an exciting game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting okay. game. Ain't hey, Lou? Well, I get a win with them, but I'm not going to go with them. I think that's going to be an exciting game, but I'm going to say the Chargers and the Patriots because the Patriots have been quiet for a minute and the Chargers have been hot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to see what's going to work with that. I think that the Saints should smoke the Eagles and the Cowboys, the Rams, or should beat them down. But the Colts, but the two two games that are just iffy is the Colts and the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Patriots. Uh, but um, but like I said, I want to see if, if Brady gonna make any noise on that side of town. Mhm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ah. I don't know if I can pick one. You know, because this Cowboys, one I yeah, I, I can't pick. 
Uh, Cowboys and Rams, I am excited to see the Cowboys defense go up against um, Gurley. I, I just hope that Gurley is in this game. I know he's not going to be 100%, but 80% Gurley is better than 100% of half of the running backs in the league. But I cannot wait to see this test match between the Cowboys um, defense and Todd Gurley. I also um, am excited to see how Dak Prescott handles around. I think going into Wild Card Weekend, you know, they're at home. Everybody's talking about, you know, um, you know the the Seahawks and what Russell was to do. You know the, the experience and all of that. The fact that the Cowboys haven't won a playoff game. You know sometimes people play up to the level um, of uh, the the excitement, the you know the aura around the game. And so was the wild card game their Super Bowl, so to speak. So now have they got you know they got another playoff victory under their belt, or do they see a bigger picture? Do they see uh, more on the horizon? Um, they're saying that there is, that the stadium is going to be 50% filled with Cowboy fans, so take out home, you know, home field advantage. Um, but I'm just, I'm curious to see this this Cowboys defense go up against um, the Rams offense, and I do want to see if Aaron Donald and and Dominican Sue, he has been missing in action, and I want to see how this secondary of the Rams goes up against um, the Cowboys specifically. Peters or a Keith Lee up against Amari Cooper. Um, GJ, as as, what, yeah. GJ, what, what if Dallas win the Super Bowl, the wild card pick? What if? I can't, I, I can't even think about that. I won't think about that until they're the last one standing. I ain't even going to put that in the atmosphere. I believe in positive energy, and that ain't positive. <laughs> <laughs> that does not make me happy. So I Moving on. <laughs> no, I can't. I, oh, no. Whew. I think I said it here right there. Uh, let's see. Um, I totally agree with you as far as Colts and the Chiefs. You know, one thing that, that Mahomes has done this year has risen. He has always managed to rise to the occasion. Every time he, he entered into a game where they said, okay, well, he hasn't seen this or he hasn't seen this type of team or, you know, he hasn't seen this type of defense. He has he has performed and he has succeeded. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's won every game, but the games with the Rams, with the Patriots, um, he stood toe-to-toe. So I do want to see if this is going to be another success um, in his belt come Divisional Weekend. And I, I, I do hope, but I want to see if the Chiefs can get this monkey off their back because the Chiefs are 0-4 against the Colts all time in the playoffs since 1995. I think they're 2-2. Each have had a home game either in Indy or, you know, in Kansas City. So uh, I'm definitely excited for this game uh, because the Colts are – they're 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 a well doing machine right now. Playing they're probably playing, playing the best ball out of everybody because they're just they're moving. They're 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 a running locomotive right now, and they're clicking on all cylinders. So uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good game off of strength right there. And then when you think about the um, Chargers and the Patriots, you know, is this 
is this the end for the Patriots? You know, I after that game against the Ravens, how the Chargers dominated that game. Um, you know, of course, it was it was they had just seen each other two weeks, the Chargers and the Ravens. They had just seen each other two weeks ago, so you knew that the coaching staff were going to make adjustments. But the Chargers came out there, and it looked like they were on a mission. It looked like they came to take control of the game from the start of the game. You know, if you uh, watch the Chargers the last two or three games of the season, I feel like Philip Rivers was always starting out with an interception or a turnover um, in the first quarter. None of that uh, weekend, wild card weekend. So I'm excited to see if the Chargers, you know, that window is, is very narrow right now, the window for Super Bowl um, opportunities. And so is this the year that, you know, they dethrone or that the Patriots are dethroned? I'm excited about that. So probably the least game I'm looking as far as excitement is the, the Saints and the Eagles. I think that the Saints should win, um, you know, pretty you know, pretty easily. Easy. But, okay. yeah, but, I, but again, the, the Eagles seem to be like a team like the Colts. And they are clicking at the right time. Again, this is Nick Foles leading this, this, this charge. And we all know what the Eagles did when they were considered the underdogs last year. They won the Super Bowl. So, can't count them out. Yeah. Don't count them out. Don't count them out. Yeah, you cannot count them out. So, <laughs> but it's going to be exciting. It's, uh, uh, you know, I, let, let me pose this question to you. Would you be surprised if any of the teams made the Super Bowl? Is there a team that if they made the Super Bowl, you'd be like, dang, I really, I, I can't see that? I wouldn't be surprised because the Cowboys might take it. You never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, way, okay. the, way the game's been up and down, you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. You and never it's know. It's a best man win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hungriest team, the hungriest team, and the one that's going to stick to the end from the beginning to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. That's who. Forty. What is that? Thirty. What is that? Forty. Fifteen minutes. That's a, a one hour. One hour. Is that an hour? Yeah, we're sixty minutes. Game sixty minutes. <clears throat> yeah, sixty minutes. And so, uh, but anybody, anything. I'm, I'm telling you, any given Sunday has opened my eyes to any possibility. Mm-hmm. Even All the right. 49ers could have won it. You hear me? The forty nine is the one. We all we always seem to be moving right along and then you always gotta come in with a with a death <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah. Oh, I tell you. Forty nine is welcome. All of y'all could have won. Yeah, well we, we know who won't be winning. Okay. Janelle, <laughs> you uh any 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 surprises for you? Surprises or would I be surprised or would I be disgusted? That's I know disgust. I don't even have to. I don't even have to form my lips to, to form the word disgust. Okay. I know you would and be no, disgusted. For me, when... Don't say mm-hmm. it. Don't say it. What'd you say? Don't put it in the atmosphere. Don't even open your mouth. Don't say it. I wasn't gonna say it. I was oh. gonna say the golden, golden black. See how you do. I just told you. Um, no, I I feel like right now um, the the eight teams that are actually um, playing for a position, um, it's all in their hands. I, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if any of them if any of them did it. I really wouldn't. Um, right. At this in- point, everybody has turned. Yeah, we always talk about that. How 
you know, when it gets to this point, everybody turns the game up to a different level. You know, the players mm-hmm. are all at that point where they're like, okay, I've won it, I've won it, I've won it. So the next thing you know, you know, it, it all depends upon who wants it more and who's going to show up. That's the thing. That's the thing that's been disappointing us all season long. Who's, which team is actually going to show up? That's the question. Right. That's true. I tell you, this I, I cannot remember a more exciting um, wild card weekend that we just experienced um, or anticipation mm-hmm. for a divisional weekend. I, I really can't mm-hmm. because it's, it's, been, it's been a long time since any one of these teams um, could make the Super Bowl. Um, just some mm-hmm. notes and stats here uh, for the AFC, for the Colts and the Chiefs, as I just mentioned, the Colts, they are 4-0 all-time in the playoffs versus Kansas City. That's all since 1995. The Colts in 11 straight games. That does include the playoffs. That's the longest active streak in the NFL. For Kansas City, they are 1-10 in the playoffs since the start of um, 1994. They are 0-6 at home. Mahomes is the second youngest quarterback at 23 years and 104 days with 5,000 passing yards in a season. The youngest was Dan Marino at uh, 23 years and 93 days. And Kansas City um, will mark the 10th playoff will mark the 10th playoff meeting since the 1970 merger between quarterbacks who ranked one and two in passing touchdowns during the regular season. For the Chargers and the Patriots, for the Chargers, they have won. They have never won multiple road games in a single postseason. For the Patriots, uh, they are the only team that won 8-0 and at home this season, and Belichick has now coached the most postseason games at 39, and Tom Brady has now played in the most postseason games at 37 in NFL history. Uh, for the Cowboys and the Rams, great road playoff games. That's tied for the third longest active streak. Uh, they have a five-game losing streak in the divisional round, and the Cowboys are 10-0, and though, when scoring 20-plus points this season. That does include the playoffs. For the Rams, Scott Gurley is the first player since Sean Alexander of the Seahawks in 2003-2004 to lead the NFL in total touchdowns in back-to-back seasons. And then for the Eagles, mm-hmm. um, for Philly since 2013, quarterback Nick Foles has um, the best win percentage among quarterbacks in December and February at a .75%. And for New Orleans, Peyton and Breeze are 5-0 and together at home in the postseason, and Drew Breeze is the only player to win five-plus home playoff games with a single team without a loss since the NFL merger 1970. Super Bowl MVP quarterbacks are facing each other in the playoffs. So, like I said, yeah. This um this is shaping up to be probably one of the most anticipated divisional uh weekends, uh weekend rounds that I can remember. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shagalee says Sean Alexander was slow as well water. Shaga, stay off of it. Whatever it is you're doing over there, just stop it. Stay off of it. <laughs> In rare form tonight. All right. Yes, oh, he is over there staggering, okay? All right, so real quick before we get into our picks, I want to um, give a shout-out to the Pro uh, 2019 Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists. So um, for the finalists this year, we have tight end Tony Gonzalez, free safety Ed Reed, safety Steve Atwater, cornerback Camp Bailey, guard Steve Hutchinson, offensive lineman Tony Baselli, wide receiver Isaac Bruce, Guard Alan Fanica, offensive lineman 
Uh, cornerback Ty Law, free safety John Lynch, offensive lineman Kevin Mawai, uh, running back Edwin James, defensive lineman Richard Seymour, and for the coaches this year, Don Coriel and coach Tom Flores. So first-time finalists are Tony Gonzalez, Ed Reed, Steve Atwater, Camp Bailey, Steve Hutchinson, Richard Seymour. All right. Ladies, you know, <clears throat> I, um, I would just like to say that I believe that Steve Atwater and Tony Gonzalez are first-round picks, first-round ballots. They should be voted in immediately. Uh, I'm really? Sorry. I'm, I'm okay. sorry, but you know I've always loved, I've always loved the passion that Tony Gonzalez has played with. Um, yeah. He, he was. He for me, I was so sad when he uh, when he retired. I really was. I understood the reason behind it, but I felt like he could have kept going. Just like um, what's the guy who plays for the Cardinals? I can't think of his name right now. Larry the Cardinals. Six No, okay. he played. Yeah, I I I feel like just like he's continuing on. I felt like Tony Gonzalez could have gone a couple more years too, because he was still in in pristine condition. His his game had not wavered, and, and I just uh, – I was always proud of him as a player. He's another okay. one who always got on the field and gave 100%. So I think he – I definitely think that the two of them should be first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I I do apologize. I think that was uh, – who was that, Atwater? Yeah, Steve Atwater. I don't think he was in last year. I think that's what it was. I think I misspoke. But Steve Atwater, I don't think this is his first year on the ballot. So thank you for that, Stagger. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem if Ed Reed went in on the first ballot. That boy played with a passion, um, very similar to to Ray Lewis, uh, and for his stature, that was a hard hitter. That was a hard hitter right there. Um, Tony Gonzalez, I agree with you. I think he definitely could have played a little bit longer. I think his spirit was just broken. You know, did he retire in 2013? He retired that year after yeah. the. Yeah, I think you know, and I, I, I'm not. No, he speak. retired. He retired the year before we went to the Super Bowl. Oh, so he did come back after 2012. No, he, no, he retired the before we the year before we went to the Super Bowl. I remember because he said that the reason was because of uh, family. He wanted to uh, be able to spend time with his family, and it pissed me okay. off. I know that's a terrible thing to say, but it really did. Well, wait, now, when did no, you go to school? What year? Janelle? Tina, what did you say? What did you say? When that 2014? Okay, then. That was 15, so we he did retire in 14. It was actually, it was literally one season before. I'm 100% positive about that, that he retired okay. the season before we went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're right. Okay. okay. Yeah, because I know you got to be outside because, wow. Okay. We'll see. I mean, yeah. You know, I'm I'm just kind of a little dated, you know, for the, for the time that T.O. had to had to stay out. I know it, you know, I know it ain't right, but, you know, for these people who I know are going to get, you know, first ballot Hall of Fame and famers and, um, you know, over T.O. Probably T. O. But, don't deserve it. Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm just a little jaded on it, but. 
You're right. You're right. Tony Gonzalez, he, he definitely um, he put up the numbers. He really has. He has. All right, ladies. So it's time. It's time. It's time. I put it off as long as I could. Let me go ahead. Here we go. It's time to our picks, but before we start, after week 17, the whole year of 2018 NFL for the ladies who love sports, LLC, and we have a new winner. Coming in third, it was Janelle. Coming in in second place, it was your girl TJ, which leaves only one remaining Lady, which is Aunt Lou. Aunt Lou was the winner of the NFL House <laughs> 18. <laughs> Congratulations, Aunt Lou. Congratulations. He's killing you, girl. Well, I see y'all on your face. <laughs> no, I'm at the oh, you hate I just did, so I'm good. I'm good. Hats off to you, you know, um... I, I can't even say anything. You did it. You did that. So congratulations. <laughs> so you are the winner of the gift card. For, well, thank you, know. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I like to yeah. thank my producers. I like to thank my people all over the world. I like to thank the haters uh-uh. that made me who I am. Thank you. <laughs> hey, thank you for the like shout out. Thank you for the shout out because I am the producer of the show. Hey, gave me a shout out. Didn't even know it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you did that though, Aylu. So congratulations. Stagger Lee said, Aylu, thank you, Stagger. You recognize uh, all I do is win, 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 win. You need it's to play the first, song now, TJ. Where's my song? Where's my song? Oh, Where's you, my song? You find, first of all, okay, now that's my song. And then you, you don't always win. This is your first year. So hold on. Enjoy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me come by y'all. All right, ladies. <laughs> so real quick. Well, let's last ready. year, last year, Tina, last year I won. We just tied, so I still was a winner. Didn't you and you I were tie? tied? So you didn't win. Okay. okay. All right. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Give somebody a mile, he and they don't... just want to run the whole marathon. I'm telling you now. Just accept the win, and let's keep it moving. Here we go for the pitch. I was happy, and I was sad. Okay. Here we go, y'all. We have divisional round. Here we go. Saturday game. We have the Colts at the Chiefs. Who y'all got? Chiefs. 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 Oh, wait. I'm pulling with my home, but I would not be surprised if the Colts won. I, I don't know. I just don't have a good feeling about this. But I'm pulling from All right, here we go. And then we got the Cowboys at the Rams. 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 All right. That's even sweet. So we all went with the Chiefs. We all went with the Rams. We got the Chargers at the Patriots. Chargers. I'm going with Chargers. 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 Wow. So y'all think the dynasty is over, huh? It was over last year. Well, I'll be. Okay. All right. Guess for now. I'm rolling I'm, I'm rolling with them Patriots. 
I, I don't know. Brady and, and Belichick had two weeks. But it was All right. Let I'm rolling with the, with the Patriots. And then we got the Eagles at the Saints. Janelle, I already know. Same. But I have to say, the Eagles. Okay. Uh, Terry? Saints. Okay. So Janelle is the only one rooting with the Eagles. With the Eagles. All right, ladies, that's a wrap. Then you got any shout outs? Um, hey, Lou, you go first. Oh, who? How, who, who? Uh, wait, we'll be week, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, I, I just want to wish the world, uh, I wish that the world would be a better place and and everybody in it. And uh, just just to say, I'm glad to be alive in 2019 and to see my girls and to beat y'all this year even worse. Love you all. Janelle, <laughs> <laughs> you shut up. I actually don't have any, Tina. I'm just um, happy what? to be back with you, ladies, but I don't. I'm sorry, I don't. I, I, oh, I don't have God. it in it right now. Well, I got to record this in history. Okay, Harry. Tina, <laughs> um, you know, I just wanted to thank you, tell you what an awesome job that you're doing. You just, I love the energy that you you bring to the team. And I, I didn't know when I first <laughs> um, came on with the team that if I press one that I was going to be part of the awesome three plus one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad I'm for some awesome for you part of <laughs> yeah that I was going to do that when I press that one but uh-huh. I love the team I love the energy that you guys give uh, just keep doing what you're doing and mm-hmm. ladies live your lives to the fullest we only have one life to live so if it's not going to call any hurt harm or danger upon you Live your life. Yeah. Come on. Y'all have a blessing, and I love you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Terry. Thank you so much. And, it's you know, that's how the Lord works. You know, it's like I, I never would have thought that it would be an awesome foursome, you know, when I when I had the, the business to bring in, you know, Aunt Lou and Janelle. It was like, you know, the show is Ladies Love Sports, so why not incorporate, you know, more ladies? But, um, you know, just your energy and uh, just, you know, the fact that you were just, you know, just so um, open and and and, and um, just uh, giving with your, you know, with your time and your thoughts and everything. It's like perfect fit. So, you know, as long as as long as you want to have a spot here on LL Sports 2. All right. So, thank you, ladies. We'll be back next Wednesday, same back time. Same back. TJ, TJ, wait, TJ. I want to say something to you. I, I never can go without saying anything to you. Is you my girl? I mean, I, words can express how how you you know what type of person you are. You're an achiever, overachiever, just a winner in everything you do. And I just I, I love just watching you grow. Keep on growing and doing what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies. I love you and um. We'll see you back 
back next Wednesday. Until then, let y'all be blessed. You too, baby. All right. And I love you, Janelle, too. And Miss Terry. <laughs> love you, too. See y'all next time. <laughs> Bye now. Three four seven eight two six. Seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight, and that was the awesome foursome once again. Atia Lee in the house. I see ya. What's going on, everybody? Stagger Lee, Gary. Thank y'all for y'all picks and everything, and thank you for your uh, just your shout outs and everything that you put on the timeline tonight. I definitely appreciate it. All right, so real quick here, we had some Wednesday Wikipedia. Um, do, 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 do. Did we have one at Wikipedia? Yes, I believe so. Uh, yeah, 1962, the NFL banned the grabbing of face masks. And uh, 2005, Randy Moss of the Minnesota Vikings, he pretended to pull down his pants and moon the Green Bay Packers crowd during a playoff win. It cost him $10,000 for that act. And I'm sorry, back in 1952, Jackie Robinson, he became the highest paid player in Brooklyn Dodger history. All right. But before we get out of here, I have to give a great big shout-out to those Clemson Tigers for winning the national championship. Yes, they oh, – y'all couldn't hear that. Let me do it again. Clemson! Oh, Tigers! You heard it. I said it. Clemson Tigers, national championship winners 2019. Shout-out to my cousins. Find your subs, Yolanda Allen, Yolanda Allen, Larry Jackson, Jr. All right, y'all, so that is going to do it for this week. That wraps it up. So shout out to everybody listening in um, on the phone lines, the, the 404 um, I think that's everybody. Yes, everybody who tuned in online and everybody in Facebook. Book land. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. Like I said, um, whether you listen 20 minutes, two hours, one hour, I truly appreciate the support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, thank you for all of the um, thoughts and, and everything on the timeline. You contribute to the show as well. All right, so thank you for that. Um, let's see, birthdays uh, featured today, Omari Hardwick. That's the only one that really matters. He turned 45 today. Shout out to you, Omari. Ghost. Ooh, they say it's a big, rich town, and that boy's big. Yeah, big. Uh, I just love him. Okay, Omari Hardwick, happy birthday. Okay, <laughs> shout out to uh, Marlon, Mr. Silicon Valley. Shout out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout out to Marvin and Harold Chambers. Shout out to Stephanie, Shanisa, Morgan, Mara, Didi, Jackie, and Brianna. Shout, uh, happy birthday, happy birth- belated birthday to my Aunt Lena, she celebrated her birthday on January the 7th. Happy birthday to her. Excuse me, shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again with Lucinda's lyrics. Shout out to Terry and Janelle for rounding out the um, awesome foursome. But I got to give a great big shout out to Janelle. Um, Janelle, I love you. I didn't want to mention it at the top of the show um, just because, you know, I want to keep it upbeat and everything, but Janelle, you are definitely in my prayers. I know what you're going through um, just with the recent loss that you've had, the number of loss um, that you've had in your family over the holidays. I know the holidays are not a good season for you, so um, just know that you are always in my prayers, always in my thoughts, and uh, just the fact that you are here tonight, um, I love you because uh, you didn't have to be here. I, like I said, I know everything that you're dealing with. So uh, it means the world to me that you would take out time 
you know, hopefully this is a way for you to kind of get away from that for a couple of hours. But um, uh, it does not go unnoticed. It does not go unappreciated. And for that, I love you, and uh, I am just wishing you peace and, um, you know, in due time, uh, you know, healing. All right? So I love you. Uh, Of course, a shout-out, great big shout-out to my dad, to my brother, Lawrence Jackson, D'Angelo Jackson. I love you. And last but by no means least, to my mom, um, to my my mom, (laughs) Denise Green, um, just for your support, your unconditional love, um, your strength, just for everything that uh, you do for me, for LL Sports 2, all the while, you know, uh, doing and going after your dreams as well. So 2019, this is our year. I love you. All right, y'all. So it's going to do it for tonight. We'll be back next Wednesday night, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to join us, 347-826-7924. Log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash LL Sports 2 or catch me live. Tina D. Jackson is my name on Facebook Sports is my game. All right, so that leaves time for just one more thing. You already know what it is, TJ's Motivational Moment. Each year, my church, Salem Bible Church, sets forth a vision plan for their members. This year's mission is each one reach one. As I always say, it is never my intent to offend anyone. It is never my intent to imply that I live the most most righteous life free of sin, temptations, or desires. However, what I am, who I am, is a work in progress. Someone who is trying to live the life God has ordained for me. For me, that means putting God first in my life, to stop putting my wants and desires before honoring Him, before acknowledging Him. I have been given this platform to educate, to inform, and to entertain them in the form of sports reporting. With this platform, I believe it is also my responsibility to speak and share my truth, to teach one, to reach one. If you are seeking change for your life, try him. If you are seeking direction for your life, try him. If you are seeking peace or restoration in your life, try him. The Bible says, Proverbs chapter 9, verses 9 through 13. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom, is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself, but if thou scornest, Thou alone shalt bear it. Verse 13, a foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing. You see, I wore that foolish hat and for far too long. However, it was for the time I needed to wear it. But when God has a calling on your life and when you choose to acknowledge and accept to walk in your destiny, you can remove that foolish hat and replace it with your favored crown. You begin to see life with focused vision. You're able to hear more clearly and able to tune out the distractions. And you begin to walk with a new purpose because you are walking in your destiny. I extend the invitation that you try him for yourself. 
I know because I've tried him for myself. So I am thankful God has given me this platform. I will continue to put him first in everything I do. And for that, I know I will be rewarded with manifested dreams in 2019. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy Divisional Round Weekend because it will be fantastic. It should be a good one. And until next time, be good to others, be good to yourselves, but most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.